0: I've been writing that in my notebook all the time. It's the enemy of joy. That's a great statement. <laughs> it, it just it just is like.
1: That's gonna be JD's gonna make that one a little graphic, City.
2: <laughs> <laughs> John- that, that one just made Instagram.
0: <laughs> it is Jonathan. It's the enemy of joy, bro. You know that. You know that, Jonathan. That's why your hair is long and you're on a boat somewhere. <laughs> my God. <guy. laughs>
1: This is the absurd journey
0: of three church planners reintroducing familiar ideas in unfamiliar ways. This is the Bless Up Podcast.
1: All right, welcome back. This is the Bless Up Podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm here with Corey and James, and I'm so curious to know, so curious to know, um, what is a time in your life when you tried to prove yourself in any area, and it just went horribly wrong.
0: I mean, uh, personally, I I never lived my life in this way. I I just believed in yeah, just existing and and floating and, and loving.
1: The just living era.
0: Yeah. That that but that was my whole life up until a point. <laughs> and now it's it's causing freedom. Getting back to that a little bit is causing freedom, but man, <laughs> it was a few years ago. It's like this horrible situation. Like my cousin's like baby's dad just like OD'd and died. So it was like funeral, funeral time. And like at the funeral, like I had never done a funeral in that like type of environment. But at this point, this was a few years ago, I think it was twenty eighteen. So in twenty eighteen, at that point, I would have been doing like foolish time ministry for around like nine
2: foolish time.
0: <laughs> it, I started, heard that, it started I heard that different
2: too. I did yeah. too. I was yeah. like
0: F O O L I S H Foolish. Yeah. I had been doing full-ish time <laughs> ministry for around eight years at that point. So I had done a couple funerals. Sure. By a couple, I mean a lot. Sure. So I figured mm-hmm. I'll go in and I'll do what I always normally do. So there's this, like, overseer, like, bishops, like, in the black church. So, like, Bishop Hayes. And he just looked at me beforehand, and he looked out. Like we're sitting in the king's chairs, like on the side of the funeral home. Mm-hmm. And he just looks at me, he's like, Yeah, so you're the officiant. And I'm like, Yeah. And he's like, Hey. He was given the eulogy, so he's gonna preach, but I was the officiant. And he's like, Hey. He's like, uh, the family wants to have remarks. He's like, Don't open it up. He's like, Don't open it up for remarks. He's like, It's not gonna go well. And I was like, well, like, I met with the family, and this is, like, what they really want. So I'm going to do what the family wants. So I'm going to open it up for remarks. I opened it up for remarks, and oh, my gosh. It was as if, like, a Dave Chappelle comedy special (laughs) and a black barbershop had a baby. (laughs) And it just, like, (laughs) is right there in the middle of the funeral. I'm talking, like... People were cracking jokes. Somebody bought up Hennessy. Like, his aunt was, like, rebuking his other aunt. It was just this whole scene. And it's, like, my cousin's baby's dad's dead body right there. And it's just this whole, like, circus scene happening. And me just trying to, like, I felt like, yo, I'm going to try to follow protocol. I'm going to, like, I met with the family. Me trying to have integrity and not listening to like, yeah, wisdom.
2: It's the, it's, it's the I got this, yeah. like voice in your head. Yeah. When he says like, "Yo, here's my advice to you," you're like, "Dude, I got." Yeah, I'm this. Like, I'm like, I got this,
0: and bro. I'm trying to prove to him. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm. I got. It. I'm a young cat, but like, I've done. I've done a couple funerals. You know what I'm saying, like, man, if I wouldn't listen, man, that funeral was so long, and he went up like Bishop Hayes, like went up and just like set order. Like halfway through when they were just tripping, he just went up and was like, sit down. And he just like, yeah. like with all the authority from God, just like set order <laughs> in the room. And then he preached the eulogy. And then afterwards, he just tapped my shoulder and laughed. And it's, it was like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. it was
1: like a deal yeah, where I was yeah, like, I was like, so ah! And you're like, you're right. I'm
0: like, I'm like, I'm like, you're exactly right. And it was just a, yeah, it was a deal where I was trying to prove that I knew what to do but I didn't (laughs) got to listen to wisdom. I, I didn't, um,
2: early, early in, uh, in, in the ministry days of being in the, being, being in the city, being in the Southeast side of the city. Um, I was regularly, uh, hanging out at a local community center and there was one day in particular that, uh, there was, there was a series of pickup basketball games happening and I love to play basketball. I used to love to play a lot more than I do now. Um, but I, uh, there were, there were more than 10 guys. So, you know, they're running, they're running full five on five and, uh, doing a rotation of people. And as teams are changing and people are getting on and off the floor, you know, nobody's, uh, nobody's picking me up uh, and that is, uh, that is offensive, you know, because I feel like, especially at that time, you know, when I still had legs and stuff, uh, I felt like, I felt like I could hang. And so I was kind of offended that, um, you know, that nobody, nobody was letting me on their team. And so I waited stubbornly around long enough to where there were only nine other guys in the gym to the point that they would have no choice, but to pick me up and let me be the 10th guy. So reluctantly, Uh, reluctantly, the losing team, uh, looked at the fact that they only have four guys. And then they looked at me and they're like, all right, you can run with us. And I was like, dude, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to prove it. You know what I'm saying? Like you've been, you've been skipping me over this whole time. Uh, I'm, I'm about to prove it to you. And so I was waiting, you know, I was waiting, you know, on offense, people, people don't trust you yet. You're not really seeing the ball. And so I'm like, all right, if I'm going to make this impact, uh, I'm going to have to do it on the defensive end. Uh, and you know and show people that I can hang and Um, there was one person in in particular on the other team that was absolutely killing everybody Uh offensively and so I decided like all right Next time he blows past his man, which was every time down the floor Next time he blows past his man and gets to the paint. I'm gonna play help defense And i'm gonna jump with this dude So sure enough next time down the floor this guy brings the ball up He makes boom boom move move Blows past his man. He's going to the bucket. And I'm like, here it is. This is my opportunity to show that my athleticism is on the same level as everybody else that is playing this game. So I step into the paint. He takes another stride towards me, and he leaves his feet. He leaves his feet. And out of just just wanting it so bad, I left my feet as well. Oh, no. (laughs) Thinking in my mind, the way that I saw this going, as soon as I left my feet, was that at the very least, my hand would be near the ball, right? <laughs> um And yet, somehow, in like a Space Jam-type moment, uh, this dude's kneecap goes right into my mouth (laughs)
1: his kneecap Uh,
2: wasn't
0: ready i mean dude dude
2: leapt like just done right and just and you know slammed it home and my hurt self was bruised on the ground and uh my team quickly inbounded the ball and pushed the ball up the floor completely disregarding the fact that my broken body was on the ground
1: how that is that how it ended is that how oh that's how it ended <laughs> I was not welcome
2: for a minute after that
1: <laughs> I mean when you take a knee cap like that you're not gonna be welcome <laughs> yeah it's Shout out to the southeast community Shout yeah you. shut and out ma'am proving makes you do ridiculous things it and it it hits so many different motivations like there's a, you know there's 150 different motivations that can make you feel like you have to prove yourself and i mean this is i mean transitioning out of necessarily funny things but i know when i first got into any sort of ministry i said i didn't i didn't necessarily say yes to everything but i certainly didn't have boundaries because it was almost like this need to prove to myself and to the people who put me in positions that I wasn't the I wasn't the person I used to be anymore kind of thing. And so I just had no boundaries. I I would answer the phone at all hours. I put in I put in a ridiculous amount of hours of work, all of these things because I felt like I needed to prove that I was better than I used to be kind of mm-hmm. thing. And that is a nightmare to live because especially if you are a perfectionist, you're never going to hit the mark in your mind Mm -hmm. that you feel like suddenly makes you good enough to rest or good enough to say no. Like you never hit a point where you feel like, okay, I've reached a point where I'm okay with myself. I can be alone with myself, so I don't need to fill my schedule anymore. Mm -hmm. And eventually you just hit this point of burnout And you get mad at everybody else as if it's their fault that you never said no. Yeah. And really, you just never checked your own motivation to realize you were trying to prove yourself to anyone and anything. Sometimes there's not even a face to it. It's just I need to prove to the whole world. Yes. That I've made it and I'm okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I would say that desire is ubiquitous to Americans. It's. Multi ethnic, it's multicultural, it break down it breaks down barriers. Like yeah. I think I that's something that we all deal with as just as people. Um, as people. Like the idea that we have like these chips on our shoulder. Like the Mamba mentality was <laughs> popular before Kobe's passing, like his untimely, horrible passing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, afterwards, it's just become even more popular. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the Mamba mentality is like a household thing now. Like, I talk to my students about it, and it's funny. because like They weren't even old enough they to weren't watch him play,
2: but don't get bro, me started.
0: Bro, they weren't they weren't like the juniors I have. I think they were born in, like, 2004. Like, they weren't.
2: Oh, what?
0: Yeah. So the beginning of their consciousness
2: in in what they're watching is... Is his second and final set of finals
0: his second. championships, and they weren't even they were and five? Yeah, kind of conscious. They weren't watching yeah. that. I tell them all the time. Yeah. I was leaning with it and rocking with it at homecoming. I, mean, I, <laughs> <born>. <laughs> I was leaning and rocking.
1: I realize. I, I realize. Snapping. I realize you're talking about Kobe, but like, there's a whole generation now that was born after she's all that. Oh yeah. Like uh, they were born after it. Oh, after my those gosh. classics.
0: That's a podcast oh for another my gosh. day. Oh those my gosh. those classic movies. I'm classic so films. old. I love those films. Wow.
1: <laughs> anyway, the mama mentality. Yeah. yeah like,
0: <laughs> that that idea of like, hey, if I work hard enough, I can become better than everyone. Yeah. And the reality is like that is a that's a doctrine of America. That's like a core teaching and a core motivation of who we are as Americans. Like mm-hmm. the whole idea of bootstrapping, the whole mm-hmm. idea of the American dream, mm-hmm. that if I work hard enough and long enough, there's nothing I can't achieve. But it's just flat out, it's not a doctrine of the Bible. It's, it's not a doctrine of Jesus. Like the kingdom of God presents something like astronomically. And unequivocally opposite to the American dream and to bootstrapping and to manifest destiny and to this idea that like, I have to prove something. Yeah. yeah. The reality is like in the kingdom of God, like it's not about who I, it's not about what I'm trying to prove. It's more about, yeah, who I'm trying to prove it to and the who doesn't desire us to prove anything,
2: man. It's already been accomplished for us. Yeah. It's not about what I can accomplish. It's not about what I can grind out. It's about what's been accomplished for me, for us. Yeah. And you know what else isn't biblical? The, the shaming that happens because somebody else's work looks different than my hard oh, work. My mm-hmm. Like, that's not, that's not biblical either. I swear, like, that's all social media is. Yeah. Is a bunch of people who are sick and burnt out because they exhaust themselves trying to prove their rightness or their work or what they've overcome or their humor or their you know like their their view it's 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 just a it's just proving a, the attempt to to prove and being led out of this chip being on your shoulder but that's exhausting like it's 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 exhausting to live that way I think, you know, I've experienced over the last year or two more freedom in my life than I feel like I've ever had in my whole life. And it's because one of the spiritual things that the Lord has taken me through is letting go of, of the desire to prove myself and letting go of the desire to, to prove myself to specific People or specific type of people, you know, cause here, here's, here's what I learned about myself, right? And I don't want to generalize. So I'll just talk about myself. What I learned about myself and what was happening with me trying to prove to, to prove it all the time was I was doing two things. I was, I was preventing development of relationship with other people mm. and I was holding back, um, full, influence and impact that i was capable of having because i was trying to prove it and this is how right so so because um because i needed to prove that i could or because i needed to prove that i was right or because i needed to prove that um that i'm capable or competent i no longer allow people i'm in relationship with to contribute to what i'm going through Mm. I don't allow them to, to contribute because no, 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 I got it. I don't want you to contribute either because I don't want to burden you or because I don't want people to say, well, James helped you. You know what I mean? Um, and so I try to do it all myself when in reality, what that would do for our relationship is it would deepen our relationship because now it's us now, now, now we're contributing. Now we're working on this together. Right. And then on the other side of things, um, where it destroys, you know, it, it it destroys influence is, and, and I mean, to be completely honest with you, um, I, I have a hard time believing that anybody loves Kobe more than me. Um, you know, I like fr- from a distance that is like, I, I have a hard time believing that, but in a lot of ways, like it's, he's, he's unrelatable and his, and his status is unattainable. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I can't, dude. I, I don't care how, what time I get up, <laughs> and how many hours I spend in the gym. I'm not doing what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just not. And uh, and when when you invite people in to the process, like you you can go there. Um, you can go there as a team and it's more about it's more about like the influence you're having on other people through the journey right because i don't believe that god is taking you through anything just for you right it's for the people around you too but if i'm closed off and not letting people to be a part of the journey then that's selfish you see what i'm saying like Uh it's 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 just it's just for me and so you know the the idea of trying to prove myself may have started as a as a well-intended one but it has unintended consequences that prevent development of relationship and influence in 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 people's lives
1: righteousness is justice
0: righteousness is peace
2: To be righteous is to be Christ-like. To seek righteousness is to seek God's plan for all of us. Diversity is found in righteousness. Unity is found in righteousness.
1: Rest is found in righteousness.
2: Righteousness is the goal.
1: If we aim for righteousness, we have everything. Righteousness over everything.
2: Righteousness over everything. Righteousness over everything. Righteousness over everything. everything. But how? It's not easy. It's not simple. It's not quick. But it is possible. sounds absurd we are absurd
1: this is absurd absurd
2: 2021 october 7th and 8th canton ohio
0: I know both of you can probably speak to this as well. Like in evangelical church culture, there's an idea that like you must prove competency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can't do the things that God is putting on your heart until you can prove like some level of competency. And I think for many, I mean, for me, like what happened was like I developed some sort of competency in one specific area Mm -hmm. and it was the area that like the church deemed like okay you have competency in this area you must be able to do it all and what happened was like not only was I not competent in other areas but like my character wasn't quite at a point to bear and shoulder like that type of responsibility Mm -hmm. so you get put in this situation and you just try to run harder and run faster and try to prove it more deeply that's exactly right when in reality like paul teaches us that yeah his grace is sufficient and his power is made perfect in our weakness that's right paul says he boasts in his weakness because when he is weak in christ he's made strong and yeah it's a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow when you feel like you have a chip on your shoulder and something that you just need to prove. Yeah.
2: And i not to, I mean, not to take this bunny trail too far down and make it make this whole thing about about the sins of the American church. Right. But like <clears throat> that's an incredibly uh, common while also being unbiblical expectation of our pastors in churches right now. Right. Is that, oh, you can preach. You must be able to do it all, and but in our minds, doing it all is running a business, and you know, and also being able to care for X, Y, and Z, and also being able to speak at all these things, and also being able. I think it's it's, when we were in Columbus, we heard Dr. Edwards say, "She said the expectation of the of a pastor of the American Church is that they're preaching CEOs." like you got to be able to fulfill the Monday through Friday expectations 9 to 5 of a CEO of an organization and also that sermon on Sunday better also be fire and it's 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 unrealistic and it's driving pastors and it's driving church leadership further and further into into the ground quicker and quicker as that expectation grows and it's not sadly it's not unique to 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 the church you know it's 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 everywhere
1: you know i just keep thinking about in the in scripture the only place where i don't see people trying to prove themselves as an issue is in the garden of eden in genesis 1 and 2 From then on out, it seems like proving is a constant issue. Whether it's God having to show his people, I'm good and I'm worth listening to, or it's people trying to prove themselves either over one another or to one another, it's an issue all the way back to the fall. And it's interesting because I feel like I see so many churches and so many ministries and so many Christians striving for all of these different points in Scripture. Like like churches especially – in the book of Acts, everybody's striving for, it, and their numbers were added to uh, X number every day, and, mm-hmm. and new believers came every day, and they baptized this amount every day. And that stuff's good. It's good to want to add to your community, it's good to want to uh, bring people to the re- revelation of who Christ is and, and all of that stuff. But what if our goal was the restoration of Eden? as opposed to the massive growth and proving our own personal skills. Mm. What if our goal was living peacefully amongst each other and not trying to prove ourselves over one another? Because when you look in Genesis 1 and 2, Adam and Eve are not trying to one-up one another. Actually, the hostility between man and woman was a curse of the fall. Prior to the fall, man and woman lived side by side. And even when woman was created, she was called Adam's azer, which when we get to the original definition of that word, it meant that she came along not as his helper, but as the person created to make him whole. And it's so interesting how in Scripture... We seem to want to stri- as Christians, we seem to want to strive to match up to all of these different places in scripture as opposed to striving for Eden. Like how different would we look as people if our goal was a relationship with God that mirrored Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden as opposed to <laughs> mirroring you know, the biblical hero that you're like, let me match him or let me match her. Let me match that person. Mm -hmm. Let me not not match any of them. Let me learn from them and strive for Eden. Like how much different would my life look and how much less proving would I do? Because even when you look at Jesus in the wilderness, when he's tempted by Satan, so much of what's happening right there looks like the serpent in the garden tempting Eve. But Jesus looks at the serpent, or looks at Satan, rather, and says to him in the wilderness, he says, no, every time. When, when Satan comes at him and says, if you are this, then do this, Jesus says, no. And he combats it with the truth of who God is, and that's all he has to do. So I, I, I don't know. Like I was just thinking about that while you guys were talking. Like, How much different would it look if, I, if my goal was Eden as opposed to all these other things?
0: I think everything would change. I think everything would change. I think what you're like describing. Yeah. Into Corey's comment like God bless churches, God bless the evangelical church. I am a pastor in an evangelicalist church, right? God bless it all. But the reality is like being bought up in the system. At least I know I've been taught that the ends like is what's important so in this like the means like we can negotiate on Mm -hmm. the means to the ends are negotiable but the ends are what really matters and the ends are people like coming to know jesus awesome we want all the people to come to know jesus but i think the reality is the way of jesus like yeah the ends doesn't justify the means like Jesus yeah. clearly defi- justify like, he defines the means and the ends. And I think when, like, our means become different, like, I think when you say the means justifies the ends, it changes the ends.
1: Mm.
0: Like, I think it, like, distorts and it plays with, like, what the ends actually are. And I, I think that's what's happened. Like, when you, like, push, 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 and you say we want to get... We want to set these, like, huge goals for things. Man, I think sometimes it, like, changes the means, and it just invites in, like, American exceptionalism. I think many of, like, our evangelical means are, like, just laced with exceptionalism. Yeah. And, like, exceptionalism is the enemy of joy. I've been writing <laughs> that in my notebook all the time. It's the enemy of joy. That's
1: a great <laughs> statement. It,
0: it just it just is,
1: like. That's going to be J.D.'s going to make that one a little graphics that he <laughs>
2: <laughs> John- that one just made instagram
0: <laughs> it is jonathan it's the enemy of joy bro you know that you know that jonathan that's why your hair is long and you on a boat somewhere <laughs> my god
2: i think i think for me the reason uh, the reason that what you're talking about rach is is difficult is because it takes faith uh, um i have to have faith um that god is going to do what he said he's going to do
0: mm.
2: and i have to faith that i have to have faith that he's going to use other people to do what he made them capable of and i just got to play my role
1: everybody couldn't see your face because this is a podcast but when you said i have to have faith that other people are going to do your whole face just read i don't trust anyone to do what the <laughs> facts facts i say i say it all the time
2: right on on sunday it might make people mad i'm not really sure i should i should do a survey or something but um but like i i say all the time like hey i want to say this to you because i i I want you to i want you to respond right now um because as much as i love you i don't trust you to go home and respond to this word later right like so i want i want to see you i want to see you respond now because i'm here and, and i can see you respond now um No, I mean, that's just that's just real. Like, I I think that I think that it takes faith um, in, first of all, recognizing God created me to play a part in the kingdom,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: not to build the whole kingdom.
1: Yeah. Right. He
2: created me to play a part. And so what he's asking me to do is not to get out of my lane and take on somebody else's part or to prove that I'm capable of many parts He said, I made you to do this part, go do this part. So I have to have faith that the whole picture will get accomplished, that the whole picture will stay accomplished by me only playing my part. Mm -hmm. And then I have to have faith that other people will also hear from the Holy Spirit and will play their part. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, that's really, really difficult. Like that's, that's really difficult. I had a conversation with somebody recently and i think that this is probably you know i'll change some of the vocabularies to make it to make it i mean uh uh, a more uh relatable conversation but i think a lot of us can look at people coming into church and and we see we see the people coming in with with the uh the sin that they that they are carrying with them right and Our initial reaction, the first couple of times we see them with their sin is like, well, they got this sin, but like, thank God they're here. Right? Thank God, thank God they made it to church because this is, you know, this is gonna this is gonna help them with that sin. But then over a set period of time, and it's usually not long enough, we have this (laughs) expectation that they drop that sin. Right? That 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 at some point in them being a part of this, that they will no longer wrestle with that sin and and i think that you know somebody recently asked me the question well don't you hope that over time that they will drop that sin and i had to i had to look at them and be honest with them and say uh first of all i'm grateful that god is the judge and i am not um but also i am i am positive that it is god who brought them here even with their sin i am Positive. That is that it is God who they are hearing from, even with their sin.
0: And I'm going somewhere here, so let me get there. Right? I'm trying to give you the praise breakout. <laughs>
1: I working. wondered what you were doing with your phone I'm over trying there. Trying to <laughs> hit the
0: praise breakout, but it's not working. I'm trying I, to give them preaching chords.
2: I know. I know that God that God brought them here, and I know that God is continuing to work on them. And so I'm willing to bet that if we would take our opinions and expectations and our perceived responsibilities and shut up and get out of the way god will be faithful to do what god brought that person here to do mm-hmm. and so we don't need to worry about when are they going to drop that sin we don't need to wor- be be out here worrying about like how will we know when they drop that sin and shouldn't isn't it hasn't haven't they been here long enough and 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 and, and, and We don't need to worry about that because that comes from a place of trying to prove that the spirit of God is present in this place and active in their life. That's not for us to prove. That's not for us to prove. That's not for us to worry about. That's not for us to concern ourselves. As a matter of fact, what we ought to do is get out of our own way. Do what God has told each of us to do. And just trust in faith that God is going to keep doing what he said he's going to do. And that's restore all people, restore people to himself and to one another. And so that, like, I, 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 hear what, I hear your ideal, Rach. I hear it. Like, I hear your ideal. But that takes faith to lay down the chip on my shoulder of having to prove that this stuff is real, to lay down my, my need to, to prove that God made me capable, to lay down my, like, to lay all of that down and to have the faith that God's going to do, And that other people are gonna hear too. That takes faith. That's a lot of faith.
1: I mean, then do the hard work. Man. Do the hard work of laying it down. I feel like one of the most powerful things I have learned lately, and it, gosh, it like feels like it applies to everything, but is to name things and say them out loud. Name things and say them out loud loud like i'm an introvert so i don't i don't really like to talk to people that often there's or at least not that many people but man saying stuff out loud there's so much power in that and so like these things that we feel like we need to prove i would argue and you guys can speak to this but i would argue that one of the best things that you can do is name what it is Mm -hmm. name what it is That you're trying to prove so that you can work towards that ideal. So that God can build your faith and get you to that point. Because to say, yeah, that takes faith. Man, and it takes a lot of it. And I got to get through all these things. And I just know. Well, then do the freaking work. (laughs) Like, don't just make it an excuse. Put the effort in. Do some soul. Star. It doesn't. I'm not saying that you know we should. We should strive for Eden, and we should be there tomorrow. Sure. God only knows that like Eden will not be restored until the second coming of Christ. You know what right. I mean? Like I, I know. I know that it takes a lot, but man, to to name something and say I need for me. I know one was I need to stop proving that I'm capable of a thousand things because I know that so much that's working against me is that when people look at me, they automatically see, they, they see my gender first mm-hmm. and they say, well, she's a woman. So she must be able to do this, 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 and this. And surely she can't do this, 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 and this. So let me show that I'm capable of 100% of that because I'm superhuman. No, I had to lay all that down and say, you know what? If somebody approaches me in that way, That says more about them than it does about me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the faith really comes into play. Like, with both ideas. I think the faith comes into play. Yeah. I think if I was Hagar, like, (laughs) my name for God would be whatever the Hebrew name is for the God that renames. Mm. Like, I think it's faith. And, like, yeah, I've got my plan. But, like, yeah, God's turning Abram into Abraham. He's turning Saul into Paul. He's turning, yeah, he's giving folks new names. And I think even, like, as a visionary and as, like, a pastor, I have to, like, remember that, yeah, like, I need to follow the Spirit and I need to have faith in what God is doing. And even if he, like, as he renames it, Mm -hmm. which, yeah, I think he's doing with us right now. Like, as he renames it, um, yeah. I'm having faith in walking faithfully in what God is, yeah, what God is doing.
2: I have to have faith that the dreams that are on my heart to accomplish are on my heart because God put them there. Yeah. <laughs> because if God put them there, then that means He wants to accomplish those things too.
0: More than I do.
2: More than I do. <laughs> and I'm actually only seeing the part that I play in that, in in what's going to be accomplished. And so I need to have the faith that God's gonna do what he said he's gonna do. God's going to accomplish that dream that he set on my heart, not because I want it, but because he wants it. Mm-hmm.
1: So how do we fight against proving? Man. Faith faith is good, but faith is uh vague? Is that the word I'm looking for? What's I
2: think it? I think to be just barely more practical than that i think it's gotta start by asking yourself the question maybe you need to write down the answers too. like ask yourself the question what does it look like for me to live as if i have nothing to prove Mm -hmm. because that will likely bring to mind all of the things that you're actively doing that shows that you have that you are living like you have something to prove right what does it look like for me to live my life as if I have nothing to prove? And then, here's, here's the kicker, right? Here's where a lot of us are going to fall off. Get somebody to hold you accountable to doing those things. Because life under the authority and the influence of the gospel of Jesus Christ is one of freedom. And living like you have nothing to prove is living in in freedom. So it's God's desire for you to live in that freedom. Get somebody to hold you accountable to live into that freedom.
0: All right. We're going to take offering and uh, do the bit of, <laughs> Doing a bit of addiction. You can you can send your tithes to the, the Cash App. Bless up. Amen.
2: <laughs> no, don't do that because I don't think we actually own that. No, we yeah. don't. No, yeah, we yeah, don't.
1: If, you, if you find that, it's not us. Yeah, it's
0: not <laughs> us. <laughs> it's not us. Don't send that to
1: them. might be DJ Khaled. Oh my gosh And on that note Listen thanks for uh, Another one (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for sticking with us Listen I hope you find Some encouragement in there Um, I hope you find Something practical To help you start Living into that freedom And and stop trying to Prove yourself to everybody Because you don't need to do that Alright we'll be back In two weeks